choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Hey, guys. Good evening. It's Kells. I'm back once again. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio. Uh, I'm Kells at KMGZ. Um, this is episode 119. What up? Um, so last week I told y'all how, you know, I was well rested and everything. And this week I'm very tired, but we're going to get through this episode and it's going to be on and popping. So, um, let's start out with yours and negritudes. I have two and I'm going to surprise y'all a little bit. So the first one is going out to Issa Rae for her, um, L'Oreal, uh, endorsement popped up on the TL yesterday. I've said many times that I'm a big fan of Issa Rae. I followed her all the way from YouTube and Awkward Black Girl, and um, she's glowing up and getting a lot of love, and I'm just, congratulations. I'm very ha- happy for her. Um, and the second one is, of course, to my love, my queen, love of my life, Robin Fenty, Rihanna, for her Fenty beauty line, which just came through and crushed the buildings. Man, people, 40 shades of foundation. People have been losing their minds. The darker shades are sold out everywhere. And I'm going to go further into that in current events, but I just wanted to give her the uh, yours and negritude. Great launch. And the greatest thing about it is, like, y'all know I, like, follow her on everything. And you could tell she she was so excited. Like, you could tell this was a lifelong dream of hers, and she was so excited and so proud about it. She was out there giggling like a little girl, looking herself up at the billboard. She done, Rihanna done been on many a billboard, so, you know, seeing herself on the billboard was not new, but she was just looking at that billboard like it was, like, the first time she had ever seen herself. You could tell it was a dream of hers, and she was really proud of herself, and um, it was just great seeing her like that, seeing her still get excited about something like that. And, um, yeah. Yours and negative. All right, so moving on to current events. So, um, just touch on Hurricane Irma really quick. I mean, what is there to say? We know it came through, killed, uh, really just tore up the Caribbean. Barbuda almost completely destroyed. St. Martin is pretty tore up. Um, the British Virgin Islands are pretty tore up. I mean, it was really bad down there. They, I don't know. I saw competing um, news stories. Some was trying to make it like the purge had broken out, but. Um, I think they were on the brink, and then if they got supplies there, but, I mean, people were basically there with no power, no food, and nowhere to get anything, and so, you know, it was starting to get a little hectic, and the thing about that that I think people need to realize is that, you know, that could happen here, like, you know, a hurricane, that's not, like, specific to the Caribbean, everybody's acting like, oh, like, like, if, like, if Irma, would, like, it was reported, uh, to be a five, if it had stayed on course to be a five and crashed into Miami and completely leveled Miami, like that wouldn't happen in Florida. Like, where would people get food at? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, God, I hope I don't know. Recovery is going to be. I don't even like some of those. Like Barbuda, they said like ninety percent of the structures are gone. So, I mean, I don't even know what that kind of recovery looks like when everything is wiped flat. Um, you know, nature comes through and reclaims its property. I don't know. I don't know, and the keys got pretty tore up too, um, 
I think they reported a total of 30 deaths, six today in a nursing home, which after the power went out, the older folks died from lack of AC. Um, so, yeah. I, I, nothing too much to say to that. Right on the right on the heels of, um, I keep wanting to say Katrina, but it's not Katrina. What was the hurricane that hit Houston? Uh, Harvey? Yeah, Hurricane Harvey, right on the heels of that. So, I mean, it could have been worse, like, it what it, it it went I think it hit land as a three or a four, but it shifted west. So it didn't really hit my I mean it, it Miami got flood and a lot of rain, but it didn't hit them as a as a five like it was supposed to. I think it shifted west but because it shifted west, it hit like it didn't hit Tampa, but I think it hit uh I don't know what's on the west coast. So whatever is like directly west of Miami on the west coast, so not uh what's that over there? I I don't know. I don't know nothing about Florida outside of Miami, but there, whatever is like due west of Miami on the other side of the peninsula, it hit over there and they weren't prepared because up until I think the day before the night before it was still on course to hit Miami. So those people hadn't evacuated and they, you know, hadn't taken the old shit. A hurricane is coming straight at us precautions. So it hit them pretty hard. Um, so it's kind of hectic over there too. So, um, you know, I mean, global warming is real, and when the air, I mean, this is basic, like, eighth grade science, when the air warms up, it holds water, and, you know, the the water and the pressure is increased in in hot air than it is in cold, that's why, you know, if you work out in the wintertime, those of you athletes, you know, it's harder to do things outdoors when it's cold, because there's less oxygen in the air, it's harder to breathe, you know, you don't, you you can't get uh, the, 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 um, what is it? Oxygen to your body that you need because it's not as it's not as prevalent in the air as it is when it's warm. There's more, so, you know, like Stevie Wonder said, if you don't believe in global warming or you don't think that this is an issue, then you are either you are dumb or you are blind, um, or both. So yeah, pray for those people. I, I I sent you know, a nigga ain't got a lot of money, but I sent my little uh money to uh Harvey, and I guess. When I haven't checked to see what's set up for Irma, but I'm gonna send some to Irma. Um, but you know, Christmas coming and all that, so I'm gonna do what I can for y'all. Um, but yeah, I hope everything be okay. Uh, so moving on, and this is a um, well, two new inserts just today. So, touch quickly, very briefly, on the Jamel Hill incident where she tweeted that uh, I didn't read the tweet, but she tweeted that basically what she said was the president is white supremacist or he or he um, sympathizes with white supremacy something about that was the truth, <laughs> basically about the president and being a white supremacist or sympathizing with white supremacists or, or failing to condemn white supremacists which is not new, I mean it's all, way, uh, all through the election it occurred also so I don't know where everybody's shocked, but this led for uh, Sarah Huckabee <coughs> Sanders to call for her firing. So I don't know what's going to happen. I got a feeling ESPN is going to do the absolute wrong thing because the, the the whole thing became an issue in the first place because ESPN did the absolute wrong thing because that was her personal opinion. Again, it was not anything controversial. It was not anything that there's not uh, busloads of evidence to support and it's not anything that's, you know, libelous or untrue. Um, there's so many things you could point to that would support her statement, but it's her personal opinion. 
and the ESPN could have just not made no comment on it at all, but they issued an apology on her behalf. Now, I will say, their apology did not seem like they really were upset or felt a way about what she said or have her having said it. The apology seemed very like, we know that this is going to be a problem because all our viewers are old white men who live in Trump districts and you know, to stick to sports type, so we know this is going to be an issue, so let's go ahead on and just issue this apology on her, you know, because she ain't going to issue an apology, we know, so let's just go ahead on and get ahead of it, that's what it seemed like, it didn't, it didn't come across like they were really trying to con- condemn her or say, you know, we don't they, we disagree with this or we, this is horrible, like, it, the tone wasn't that, the tone was just kind of like uh, we know this is going to be an issue, let's go ahead on and just issue this apology to get us off our fucking backs, and can't nobody say that we ain't address it or whatever, let's just say this, but by doing that, you made it into an issue, because you could have just left, if you, the reason why it becomes an issue for ESPN is because she tweeted, she tweeted it from her personal account as her personal opinion, not as an employee at ESPN, so when you as ESPN apologize for that statement, you're now making it connected to you, it wouldn't have been connected to you, y'all could have just said nothing, or been like, you know, that that's her, you know, what they what did they say, employees' opinions are their own, not the opinions of the company, or whatever the case, y'all could have just said something like that, so y'all actually made it a thing, so, that's why I think, I, I don't have no confidence that, that, that they're not gonna try to fire her, or maybe suspend, do something, I don't know, um, but, I said all that to say is that a lot of times when people say things and they get fired or they say things and they get censured or they say things and they get punched in the face, people always want to come with this freedom of speech in the First Amendment. And it always has to be explained to them that the First Amendment doesn't apply in those situations because the First Amendment is a restriction against the government. It is a restriction against the government officially sanctioning you or attempting to abridge your freedom of speech. Um, this situation here is exactly what Jefferson and them were wrote that first amendment and made it the first one for for just this situation right here we have a person who has expressed an opinion that they are free to express and you have the government the president, the White House saying that that person should be fired for their opinion That is te- that is exactly what the first amendment for it is the only thing that the First Amendment is for. Not all this other shit that y'all try to make it about. Private employer is not the government. They can fire you. So, I just, you know, it's just more fuck shit, though. Like, I mean, it's, this man had, this man was impeachable the day he swore in office. Um, you know, he just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. He keeps, keeps getting run roughshod and nothing is being done. So, I mean, I don't, you know, it's just, one other thing, I mean, but it's ridiculous, it just tells you the kind of person you did, like, who, what president, what president, or leader of any country would, would be so, would even concern themselves with the opinion of a, of a sports analyst on ESPN, what they say, like, how stupid are you? How petty are you? How not your eye on the ball are you? You are the leader of the free world, like it or not, is what you are. You have all kind of issues and problems that you need to be worrying about, and this is what you are focused on? 
And she ain't telling no lies. You got up on national TV in front of everybody and said that the Klan rally and the, the Klan slash Nazi rally in Charlottesville where the fucking white domestic terrorists ran a car into a crowd and killed a woman, a white woman, it was bad actors on both sides and it was fault on both sides. You got on TV and said that. And you use we. You use the pronoun we, which means you are part of, of them. So, I mean, it's not even a controversial statement. So... That's it. I just I don't watch ESPN. Everybody talking about oh, what you're going boycott. I ain't. I don't watch ESPN. I ain't never watch it. I can't stand sports radio. I can't stand talk radio. I can't stand sports. I can't stand none of it. Um, I watch sports. I play sports. I don't want to see a bunch of fucking nerds and fat asses who have no athletic athletic ability at all sitting and talking about sports and who's a tough and who's a bitch and what they would have did. Nigga, shut up. So. I ain't never liked that shit, so I mean, I done did all I can do, boycott, I can't boycott something I ain't never watched in the first place, I mean, I don't know what you want me to do, so I I just ain't got nothing else to say about it, I mean, I, you know, she has a right to say what she said, but I mean, I don't know, I don't get the logic behind it, because you, you, you gotta know who your audience is, so, I mean, I just, I, I, you can have an opinion, I just didn't get why it needed, I mean, why you would, I don't know, I don't know what the point of it was. It Was it just to say your opinion? Was it to cause all this? Like, because you should have known that this would be the response, seeing as what your audience is. Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully she'll be out, but I just got a feeling that they're going to make the exact wrong move because they see the, what they did. Because one of the things that people were saying was, well, he refused, up today, he was refusing, and um, Congress signed some legislation that... Um, made it, that condemned white supremacy, whatever, big whoop, he signs legislation, but I mean, hey, it's, you know, that's, they did it, and he refused to sign it, and so people were using that for an example of, well, I mean, how are you going to say you're not a white supremacist when you're refusing to sign a law that says we condemn white supremacy and white supremacists, and you don't want to sign it, so a couple minutes later, it tweets out that he's going to go ahead and sign it, so I think that's the jig, so he's gonna go ahead and sign that to take that away from you, and now it's gonna be, see, she's, that's untrue, that's a falsehood, that's fake news, I'm not racist, I signed this white supremacist, would I do that if I was white supremacist, and then ESPN is gonna take that as they cue to be like, okay, well, you said something untrue about the president, and you know, he's, you know how anytime Donald Trump, like, fucking wipes his ass properly, he's presidential, and oh my god, this is a turning point, and all that, so, you know, I'm sure this is going to be used as another presidential moment where he is finally just showing that he's going to cast off all this racist yeah, bunch of bullshit, you niggas are sheep, you niggas are the dumbest fucking people on the face of the earth, um, and I don't know, I just, I just got a feeling that's how it's going to turn out, but we, we'll, we'll see, maybe, maybe ESPN will fucking get a head on their shoulders and just realize that, you know, you know what, um, this is more trouble than it's worth, she really didn't say anything, um, and we would look real silly, and it'd be real bad press right now if we fired this black lady, of all the, all the people that have been on TV talking about Obama calling him a Kenyan, he the worst president, all these white people saying all this stupid, untrue, certifiably untrue, things about Barack Obama, and nothing was done, nothing was said, oh, that's just their opinion, and, and then for you to fire this black woman by saying something that is factual, I don't know, I don't know how that's gonna look, so, but they ain't never really cared how nothing's gonna look, because they seem to think that this rigged, stolen election is some kind of, um, indication that their side is really the, the silent min, min, minority, majority, whatever, and this is how everybody really feels, even though they lost the 
popular vote. So I, you know, I don't understand that thinking. Even if the shit wasn't rigged and stolen, like I think we're going to find that it was, you lost the popular vote. So that means that the majority of people are not on your side. So, you know, I don't know, but somehow they think that because, you know, this stupid ass, we fucking fucked ourselves because people didn't do their duty and people were stupid and people got duped by the Russians and people was worried about the wrong shit, um, at all times and still are. And Hillary and and this motherfucker won that that means that, you know, there's been some big watershed and the time is turning and I, I don't think it is. We're not going anywhere. We're never going anywhere. Um, I don't know, like, again, I've said it before, all this marching and bullshit y'all doing, that don't mean shit, but, I mean, I don't know, something, God, somebody, somebody gonna have to come through and, and, and do something, because, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I have no faith in the American electorate, because y'all are still talking about Hillary's emails, and how come she didn't, uh, stump in Wisconsin, and how terrible her campaign was, despite the fact that the Russians are over on their, on Novosti, and, and, and all their news, talking about how they stole our election, straight up, so, I mean, you know, I don't know what has to occur for you to understand what occurred, but, apparently not the Russians saying they stole the fucking election, and hacked and rigged, and all the shit that they did to get this going, so, you know, I don't know. Alright, so that, I didn't mean to talk about that that long at all. Um, the next thing is this, but but I'm calling it the bodega box. So, thing came across Twitter, um, some vending machine that's supposed to put bodegas out of business, and everybody got all up in arms because, you know, oh my god, the gentrifiers are doing this, when you don't want to be in a store with black people, you don't want the black experience, this is what you do. Y'all, y'all, y'all doing the most. I, I don't think it's that... I think it's just a, a very bad, stupid idea out of Silicon Valley. These one of these ideas that come from people who sit up with spreadsheets and stupidity and no common sense and decide that they're that this that they're going to make a vending machine that's going to put bodegas out of business. You are never going to put a corner store out of business because the thing here's the thing about being a disruptor or coming in and shaking up an industry. First thing, if you're gonna if you're gonna take over a business, you have to understand what that business is. Okay. Your little vending machine with your little fabric softener and all that in it, no bodega is sweating that because nobody goes to the bodega for that. There's Dwayne Reed, there's Target, there's Amazon, there's Walmart. Bodega is is a substitute for that. Like, oh shit, you woke up Sunday morning, you got to do your laundry real quick, you ain't got time to go to the store, the store, you know... You go, you run to the bodega, and you get the detergent that's going to be fifteen dollars. If you buy it in the regular store, it's eight dollars. But you in the you in the bodega, they know that you know you there because you ain't got no choice, so it's fifteen dollars. Nobody goes to the bodega for that. If you paid attention, most of that stuff on them shelves got dust on them. People go to bodega for chips, for sandwiches, for drinks, for cups of coffee. Nothing that's going to be in that machine. Not to mention that, like, why? Just be, it's this this notion that oh I'm gonna put this up and this is gonna put bodega. This is not the only place you can get laundry detergent. Like I just said, people go to Dwayne Reed, people go to Target, people go to Amazon and and all these Fresh Directs and all these places. You're not gonna re, you're not even it's it's why would I go to this stupid machine when I have so many other places to go? First of all, second of all. It's just dumb. It's it's who's gonna stand in line? What it what it is the machine gonna take? Cash? Is it gonna take a car? It's 
It's dumb. It's an idea that if somebody who's a transplant or never been in New York and just thinks, oh, this is, we'll just put a, uh, I mean, who presents a vending machine as if it's something that's going to shut down corner stores? Corner stores been around forever. Amazon been out here. Uh, now we got Fresh Direct and all these other places. They ain't put corner stores out of business. So you going to come along with this vending machine to put them out of business? How? It's, it's just a dumb idea. It's, it's an idea from somebody who's not familiar with New York, who doesn't, you know, came from wherever they came from, and they, they go in the store, and they think, oh, this is a store where you buy the laundry detergent at because they ain't from nowhere, and they don't have no good sense, and, and that's what they think. So they think they can just put this shit in a box, and they're going to shut down the bodega. It's not what the bodega is for. That's not, what the, that's not why people go to bodegas. Nobody does their grocery shopping in bodegas, that ketchup and that mustard and shit, that's on the shelves you ever see anybody buy that? No, because the supermarket's two doors down and it's cheaper people don't go to the bodega for that you know who goes to the bodega for that? tourists and people who just moved to New York City and don't know no better, that's who they don't know where to go so, oh, here's a store, oh it has ketchup I'll buy it here, and again, like last minute shit, like, oh you on your way to a cookout damn, we forgot the ketchup, run into the bodega that's not what it's for so y'all doing the most with that I don't think it has anything to do with people don't want the bodega everybody's in the nobody everybody's in the bodega this is New York City every store you go in is people of all different kind of races nobody is trying to make an experience where they don't have to deal with the people in the store like y'all do so much like the way that I, I just I, I don't know how it is some of you's whole life and existence revolves around white people y'all think it doesn't cause y'all think y'all so super woke and so super black but you're not because everything every experience you have is based off of white people oh the white people don't want to be in the store with the colors that's all they don't want to be around the minorities they just want to have a white store that's why they're doing this stupid ass vending machine this vending machine's all over the country nobody's that's nobody's worried about who's in the bodega everybody goes in there it's a store it's a 7-eleven are they afraid of the 7-elevens are you like what are y'all talking about like uh, the Wawa's like a convenience store is old as the hills. Everybody's always up in the convenience store. Nobody, I understand y'all don't like to gentrifiers, but like y'all do so much. And like everything is not about you. Like everything is like some of y'all just have this need to be loathed so much. Everything that somebody does is because black, white people don't like you and white people don't want to be around you. Like I don't, y'all need to get therapy for that. I don't know what that is, but y'all need to talk that through because your whole life revolves around white people and what they think and what they do. And I know you think it doesn't, but it really does. Because I really, I, I understand how gentrifiers come in, they take over the neighborhood, and they don't want, they call the cops on the ice cream truck. I, I get that, but I don't, I don't, that's not what that was. That was just another dumb idea out of fucking Silicon Valley with a bunch of white people with too much money and too little common sense. And oh yeah, that's, oh yeah, uh, uh, they, they marketed it. Just how you know it's stupid and no thought was put into it. Because they marketed it like it was a bodega, like it was some groundbreaking thing that nobody had ever thought of. It's a fucking vending machine. Everybody's job got one of them. Everybody's doctor's office got one. You have a machine that has things in it that somebody's going to put money at. Like, what are y'all doing? Every airport. This is not innovative. Like, y'all going to shut bodegas down with a vending machine? Like, Dwayne Reed got don't shut, can't, Dwayne Reed has everything plus that this vending machine has, they haven't shut down a bodega, but how are you gonna do it? Cause you have a box that has ketchup, 
You ain't even have no, and then they ain't even have the stuff in there that people really go to. That's how you know. This is what's a sample of disconnection. This is an example of somebody, this is like Columbusing. Somebody comes into a store, finds a store that has everything, and think that they're the first person that figured this out. And, oh, I know, but I'll do it better, and I'll put this lotion and this ketchup. People go into bodegas for loose cigarettes. People go into bodegas for candy. People go into bodegas because they know, hey, man, I, I know the, co- the coffee's $1.50, but I only got a dollar. Can you float me? They'll do it. For bags of chips, for, like, um you know, little silly shit, like maybe you need a wine opener every now and then because you can find that in a book, little stuff like that, like that's what people going to, none of that was in that machine, they had ketchup and like regular shit, like who's going to, it's just a dumb idea, it's just no thought, it's just a total, it's just a, you see this stuff in business all the time, the thing about a business, and look, I got a little stuff, I got a little stuff, I told y'all before, it, it does okay, the thing about any business if you're going to be successful, you have to be providing a service that is not being provided or, or supplying a product that is not being supplied like Rihanna did with 40 Shades of Foundation. There's all these women who are not being represented. Let's give them something. But if you if you don't know, if you're trying to replace a business or an industry, but you don't know what it is that that, biz, that what need that business or industry is fulfilling, you're going to fail. If you think that the re- that a bodega is selling people ketchup and laundry detergent, you're going to fail because that's not what a bodega is. A bodega is a substitute. It's not a replacement. Nobody goes to the bodega instead of the Target or the supermarket or the Amazon. It's, it's, a, it's a substitute. It's a damn. Ah, I forgot to order this. Run to run the corner real quick. Oh, it's Sunday morning. We ran out of milk. Go get a quart of milk till we can go shopping and get a gallon. That's what a bodega is. You're not the, milk. That's another thing. Milk and juice. That's what a bodega is. No, you can't put that in that box. It's gonna go bad. So you know, I just think it's a stupid idea. I don't know how they got money for that. I mean, I do because white people can go in and you know with a turd and say you know oh they figured out this new organic matter and they want to spread it to the world and um you know somebody will give them money. But I just y'all was doing the most. I really don't think it's anything about not wanting to be around people and not wanting to experience and oh this is gonna this is another way to gentrify. I I mean it yeah it's yeah it, it it's a dumb idea. It's gonna fail miserably. It's every single person on the t- white black <laughs> Chinese man woman anybody who's been in New York for more than six months was on the TL like what the fuck is this stupid shit like. It was universal. You wouldn't know when we were going to come together. We came together over that. All of New York City was on that. Even the New York Times wrote a, the New York Times had an article like, um, this bodega shit is not going to work. It's basically what the New York Times said. Like, it's stupid. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Any, nobody who's lived in New York for any kind of time think that's a good idea. That's some fucking tech bros out in San Fran. Um, clueless. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So all I want to say about Fenty Beauty is this. And you know, I, I'm not, a, I don't wear a whole bunch of makeup, but I do watch makeup videos and I find it fascinating. And I think it's kind of cool the way a lot of y'all um, makeup people just like use it. It's an art form and use it and highlight your shit. That shit is dope. Like, I, I, so I watch it just, and I mean, I like to learn a little bit. Like, all right, well, how do you apply foundation? All right, how do you put on shit? I, you know, in case, I don't know. I just watch them. And I just find them interesting. Like, them girls on there be really they be really doing it, and the techniques they come up with, the different tools, that shit is expensive as hell, too, that's how I figured that out, um, but, 
So when it came out, it, the whole thing that's been with makeup is that, you know, women of color are saying that, or have been saying for the longest. First of all, it, women, they weren't represented at all. Like, if you were dark or black, you had to use a, 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 a line that was for black people because the Lancomes and L'Oreal's, the white, they give a fuck. They wasn't making makeup for white people's only for for black people was only for white people so then you had a few lines that would try but they would have three or four you know colors and, and you know they don't think nobody black they can't they ain't making nothing you know for nobody darker than like a Halle Berry or something like that you darker than that you just asked out so it's been a whole thing in makeup and it's been a couple companies that try L'Oreal I mean you have some ones that try but again it goes back to this this concept where you know these white companies and these white people and these white uh, executives they swear that diversity and inclusive, being inclusive is so hard. It's a problem. How do we solve it? They have all kind of summits and, and boards and committees trying to figure out how do we solve the diversity problem. Oh, my God, what do we do? Well, you just hire black people. You just start hiring diverse people. You just start not hiring everybody to do everything who is white. That's how you do it. You realize that, you know, other people can do things too, and you bring them in, and that's how you do it. And so makeup is another thing. And so I've been hearing since Fenty. Most people, I mean, the, the, the reviews on Fenty have been rave, rave reviews. People have been screaming, that trophy wife and then driving, been driving y'all crazy for four days. I done seen people, y'all going to be out here looking like fucking Goldfinger with that shit on y'all face, I can already tell. But have fun with it. I just, you know, I just, the reactions have been hilarious. Even the white girls, because she has like all, she has, she thought of everybody. She even has shades like all the way down to albino. So I've been even watching the white girl YouTubes and they've been going, they've been putting the foundation on like, <gasps> like I, from what I understand it goes on really good and it spreads really well and it like blends in like it's just skin and everybody's just using them losing their minds over it um but as always there's always some niggas to complain the little rumblings here and there about how it wasn't inclusive so at first I was ignoring it cause I'm like eh, it's always people that is complaining but then it just kept coming up it's not exclusive people coming I can't find it's not for dark girls it's just uh, you know it's complaints that it's it wasn't inclusive of dark skin, which the foundation has 40 shades, 40 fucking shades. There's no way you, and it goes from, again, albino all the way up to super, I, I don't even want to say super dark, because I found out today you can't say, you can't call people chocolate for some reason. That's like a, a, a backhanded compliment. I don't know. So, but um, if y'all know Gaps, Pre, the girl that played Precious Gabardet Sidibe, who's pretty dark skin, and then there's another model called Ducky Thought, like really dark I don't know what you, the really dark, dark, dark girls, um, have foundation in this line, and they were in Brianna's ad, and, you know, it's representative, might there be some random person who, for some reason, it doesn't match, or actually, I don't believe that, because I watched these videos again, and a lot of y'all don't know what y'all match is, and y'all out here thinking it's one thing, and it's something else that's too light, that's not your color, that's too orange, but whatever, but I just, I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit on that. Even even if you happen to be this one person who out of all 40 of these shades can't find your shade, that doesn't mean it's not inclusive. She went out of her way to make 40 shades. That by definition is inclusive. She thought of everybody. She's wanted everybody to be able to find their shade. She said, I didn't want to make a line where it's like, oh, that looks good on her. She went 40 fucking skin tones. So you cannot say that it's not exclusive when all these other lines, the Max, yeah, they had stuff for black girls, yeah, they had dark lines, but they didn't have 40 shades, like, they might have had, what, I know, uh, 
Kim Kardashian, she had like five, six foot, you know, colors. Okay, good effort. Kylie, she had like one or two colors. Good, good effort. We're not saying that y'all didn't try, but again, the way to be inclusive is just be inclusive. And if you set out intending to really include everybody and consider everybody and look at everybody, you end up with 40 shades. So that's all I wanted to say about that. People just complaining to complain. Um, I don't believe that you that you can't find your shade. I, I really don't. Maybe you don't like how it looks, or maybe you don't think it's your shade, or maybe it don't glimmer. I don't know. Some you you don't like the texture, something like that. But you not liking how it looks doesn't mean that it doesn't match you. It just means you don't like it. That's different. Um. So you know the highlighter. I've, I've again people the the lip gloss the um. I've been watching all these videos, and every, I have not heard one bad, everybody is gushing, everybody is like, oh my god, and I mean, why wouldn't they be, because Rihanna is beautiful, it's nobody out here that is stunning and shocking and comes through to fuck up the, 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 the uh, commas like Rihanna does, Rihanna comes to every event and shuts it down, and is, and is the one that everybody wants to see and kills everybody, so of course her makeup line is gonna be on point, um, and everything she does is quality, and uh, also her her fashion show for her Puma line was dope too. She did this this time she did um the last one she did was in a library in London I think or Pat no it was in Paris, and it was a library it was like the school look. This one was more a sporty athletic look, and she had it on a dirt bike track, and she had dirt bikes coming through. It was real dope. Again. I, none of that stuff I will wear, it's not for me, but it's creative, it's, it's innovative, it's not what anybody else is doing, it's next, it's all, it's not following the leader, and I love it, I give her her vision, I give her all the credit in the world for her vision, and hiring the people that she needs to hire to execute it and get it done, um, but it's really dope, and she got, you know, Jay's in wearing Pumas, Pumas is, is coming back, and I, and their stock is through the roof, and she has like, they their fortunes have turned around since they signed her. So, um, you know, shout out to Ree. Love you. Um. Yeah. That's it. So, there's no shows to discuss this week because nothing is on yet. Um, the season finale of of Insecure came on, but I don't really do that show on here just because, um. I just, I don't know, it's just, it's a hard show to discuss, and it's, you know, I watch it because I love Issa Rae and like to support her, but, you know, it's, it's not exactly, it's not, how can I put this, I like the show, it's a good show, I've told y'all before, I like it's a black show, it's relevant, but, I mean, I'm not, it's not super my style, but I watch it because everybody else watches and I like it, and it's black, and I'm just going to support black shows, and I'm going to support her, but I mean, it's about relationship drama, that's just not my thing, I told y'all, so I don't listen to R&B, it's just not my thing, I can, a whole show about it, like, the whole thing with Lawrence, I'm just ready for it to be over, I hope it's over, I'm glad they finally talked it out, because the back and forth, and I just, it, I can't, I just want to, I just want to see Issa and her girls figure her shit out, and, and work her shit out, and, you know, I don't want to see this back and forth with Lawrence, because I don't like Lawrence. I don't know what's going to happen with Daniel. I don't know about sitting on his, sleeping on his couch. I don't think that's a big deal. I think your brother is trash, and I don't, we just would have to work. I would have called my parents on you, 
if you ain't acting all fucking stank for me trying to stay with you. Um, yeah, so, but I'm not gonna discuss it. But it was a good, it was a good, um, finale. And there's a, um, Google, Google how to like black people, and there's an article that'll come up. I don't know what magazine it was in, but it's a really good article, and it talks about how come the people on Insecure look so great, and it's talking about how you have to, this one white lady figured out a technique to like black people, and that's why they look so good, because she was like, on, you know, regular movie sets, they don't really know how to like black people, or they don't think about it, they try to like light it the same way as you do white people, and you can't, because black people's skin is reflective, because we're dark, so we reflect the light, no, we absorb the light, so you have to, yeah, dark skin absorbs light, so you have to, if you want them to be lit well, you have to reflect the light, that's, and that's what she did, and it's like a whole, it shows her whole technique, and how she figured it out, and it goes through the whole history of it, it's really good, you should Google it, but it focuses on Insecure, which I thought was really dope, because they do, they look really good, they shoot them really well, and everybody looks really good, and they show that, um, why that is, and how, if you really care about shooting dark people, this is how you, you do it. Again, you just have to, you just have to make, you just have to want to do it. It doesn't take a Herculean effort, you just have to consider, oh, Black people have darker skin. Perhaps we should shoot them differently so that they can look good too. Perhaps we can't just shine a light on them like we can white people because dark skin absorbs light and white skin reflects it. So maybe we need to do something different. You just have to think. You just have to think about it and care about it and make the effort. And that's what this lady did. Um. Okay, so moving on. So I got great feedback last week for the style section. And I called it the sneaker section. I mean, it's going to be predominantly sneakers because shoes are predominantly my thing. And I, but I'm just going to call it the style section because it may sometimes not be shoes and maybe clothes or something that I like. But y'all said y'all liked it, and I like it. It's my thing. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. I've been doing it on Twitter forever, but I should just – it's my thing, I, I, I like it a lot um, I'm going to try as much as possible to try to um, show you guys pictures of the things that I'm talking about on my Instagram partly be so you can see it and also to drive you to my Instagram which is Genghis Kells on Instagram so um, what I'm going to do today is two things the second one came up last minute but the first one I was prepared to talk about so first let me say I have been on a, a, if you've been on my Instagram, I've been posting shoes, but not only shoes, I've been posting are new. I've just been kind of rolling through the rotation, kind of get y'all used to, like, seeing, basically seeing my shit, what I got. Because I got a nice little, I got a nice little connection, and, and this is not even all of them, but, you know, I have, I have a good uh, collection, but I have been trying to pay off some bills, and Christmas is coming, I've been trying to do some things, and so I've really been not buying shoes, I've been budgeting and not buying shoes, usually I have a sneaker budget, and I, like I said, I try not to, for a single pair of shoes, period, sneakers shoes are different, cause you gotta pay some time for shoes, but I try not to go over $200 for a pair of shoes, sneakers for the most part, unless again, it's a pair of Jordans I really want and I know that they're gonna sell out and I'm gonna have to pay over market then I will, but even that, like I don't really go above like 250 that's the most if I can't you, I'm not paying three. In other words, I ain't paying three hundred dollars for no shoes. If they, I don't need them, that's that's good. So, but usually my my cutoff is two hundred, and I pick two hundred because I'm like, Jordans. Really, if you can get them in the store, if you can get them retail, they like one fifty. LeBron's was like one eighty. 
them the top of the line shoes. So I'm not paying no more than two hundred for your whatever they is. If I can get Jordans for one fifty, right? So said all that to say that lately I've not been really paying too much attention because I'm the kind of person, nigga. I like to shop. I like to shop and I like to look fly. When I know I got to save and can't. I don't really look, like, I don't really window shop, because I ain't got control like that, and I'll start doing, carrying the ones, and like, you know what, if I just don't get this, I could get that, and I'll start buying shit, and defeat the whole purpose, so when I know I have to save, and can't buy, or I'm budgeting, or I'm trying to do something else, I don't look at sneaks, I stay off the websites, I stay off the tweets, I don't go on the, the, the sneaker, little different sneaker sites I follow, I don't be in the magazines, nothing, because I'm like, I don't need the temptation, sometimes what I will do though, the most I'll do is I'll, go, if I do go on these pages, just because I have to, I'm a fucking crackhead, I'll put shit in a cart, and I won't buy it, and I started, I do that because I, I some of y'all shoppers out there, y'all might know this trick, if you put something in the cart and leave it for a little bit, after a little while, they'll start sending you emails like, hey, you forgot something in your car, and if you just leave it in there, then sometimes they'll send you like, hey, 15% off, or blah, 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 because they want you to buy it, so that's a little trick, I'm sure, if y'all don't know, if you see something that you want, put it in a cart and just sit it there for a little bit, and nine times out of ten, a week, a week or two later, they'll hit you with that email and be like, hey, 10% off, you know, now go ahead and buy it, or hey, you forgot this, so I'll do that sometime, and then, and then eventually sometime I'll go back and get it, so, I said all that to say, once again, that I had, I knew about this Virgil Abloh, um, Deconstructed Nikes, I knew about it, because I followed the, you know, I followed the, the different blogs, and the different tra- uh, tastemakers, and the different sites to show sneakers, and I'm a sneaker person, so I did my research, so I had knew about it, but I didn't, I never tuned into it, because I was like, ah, I'm gonna want it, I'm just gonna want it, I'm gonna want it, I'm gonna want it, so I've been ignoring it, but it been, they've been creeping up on my TL, people been retweeting the Jordan ones, and then somebody retweet, so the other day, somebody had a picture of Odell Beckham, and Odell had the Air Force One Virgil Abloh joints on, and I saw them, and I was like, ah! Oh, them shits were so dope, so they got me, so I'm like, fuck, so they got me, I done seen them, so I finally went to the like, lab page, and looked at collection, and nigga, I need every pair, well not every pair, it's two pair that I don't need, I don't need the blazer joints, and I don't, actually it's three pair I don't need, I don't need the blazer joints, I don't need them foams, I don't know what them shit's called, and it's an, and it's some run joints, like fly knit joints, I don't need, but them other ones, the Air Max ones, the Air Max 9, I'm sorry, the Air Force ones, the Air Max 95s, the um, the, the fucking Vapor Max, oh. I need them all, I ain't gonna be able to get them all, but I need them all, so I think I'm gonna concentrate, I really would like either the Prestos, the 95s, or the Air Force Ones, if I can get, or the Vapor Maxes, if I can get any one of those, I'll be happy, so I just wanted to put y'all on to them, they, they were been released as like a limited pop-up release, um, I think it was the 4th through the 8th of September here in New York, right down by my work, I didn't get to go see them, but they were, but they're gonna be released why in, in November um, probably if I'm guessing how they usually do sometime around Thanksgiving so go check it out, they're on Nike Lab, it's Virgil Abel, they're like deconstructed Nikes where he take all the Nikes and he makes, you know he does his interpretation, they are so fly, them 95 Air Maxes dope the Air Force Ones, and I'm sick of, I've been, I've been saying they need to retire Air Force Ones, I'm sick to death of them, they, but these joints that Virgil did 
nice. They when I saw them on Odell Beckham, I thought they was nice, but I was like, are those product like they look like some expensive ass Gucci shoes or some shit like that? I, I was like, I think those are nice, but are they? And then I zoomed in and I figured I saw the, the tag and I was like, oh, that's the Virgil Abloh joints. And somebody on Twitter was like, those I think those are the Virgil Abloh's because I, I saw the Virgil Abloh's, but I didn't realize that he had done so many different models and I didn't know he had done the Air Force One. So. I, the ones I saw were the um, blazer joints I saw the blazer and I saw those prestos the air prestos, the black ones, I'm gonna put all of these up on my Instagram, I've already had them up but I'll do it again so y'all can see but that's my recommendation for um, the hot shoes, y'all gonna see them um, fly, 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 fly I don't know how much they're gonna cost, I don't know if they're gonna be extra, but if y'all if y'all check them out, and, and I'm telling you, them gonna be the hot joints, and I already know, I'm probably gonna have to pay extra for them, I'm not, probably not gonna be able to get them through night, I don't know, maybe, cause I don't know, Hypebeast though, it's so, like, it used to be certain stuff you could get, because everybody wasn't on it, like, only the niggas, like, with good taste in the eye, and, and new shit was coming out, but now, with all these Hypebeast, niggas just get shit, because everybody else getting it, and they don't even really appreciate it, so, I'm not counting on being able to get these retail. So that might be my uh, Christmas present, early Christmas present to myself. But I really just wanted to shout them out because I've been ignoring them for a really long time. The other ones I wanted to tell y'all about, and these came up on the, and it's connected to the episode last week. So the episode last week, I know I was talking kind of fast when I was telling y'all about the Reeboks and my boy Stacy that worked for my pops, the Reeboks he had that I said I wanted but I couldn't find. So the one, the Reeboks that he had, I said they were tennis, but they had a hard bottom, and I put up this gray pair on Instagram, and I said, these are the ones that was, that I was talking about, because, but they were gray, but the ones I was talking about was white, but those are not them, the ones that Stacy had that I really wanted, just came up on the TL today as classics, and let me see if I can, I forgot the name one, let me see if I saved it, I'm gonna put these up on on the Instagram also, so y'all can see what I'm talking about, but these joints, Reebok basically, I guess they got tired of Nike and Adidas dropping all these classics, and Reebok came to the table like, hey, we got some classics too, and these joints are nice, so they're the, um, they called the, uh, so if you, you remember the original Reebok workout plus joints, the original joints, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it up on the, on the page so y'all can see it, but those came out today, they come in, they got a white pair, they got an olive green pair, and they got a black pair, and them joints, gotta have them, gotta have them, because those are the Reeboks that I was talking about that Stacy had, they upped, so they changed the sole a little bit, so the sole they have on these is more like the sole that they had on, um, what's this sole from, this is a sole that's like on Air Force Ones, not as thick, but you know how it has the grooves in the front, and the grooves in the back, and it's like a smooth white, it's kind of like that, so they put that sole on the Reebok, because on the original, when the original came out, they didn't have that sole, they had the softer aerobic sole, y'all, old niggas, y'all know what I'm talking about, they had that softer aerobic sole with like the rubbery thing, well, this new version they put out, they got like more of an Air Force One, it's not as thick as an Air Force One, but it's that kind of hard white sole, my nigga, these, these joints, y'all gotta get them, these are so dope, I don't think these will sell out, these are so dope, I'ma put them up, the Workout Plus, Reebok came through, like yo, we got classics too, and, and they, um, the other thing they did that makes them really, really fly, is they updated the leather, because y'all know the, the original Reeboks, it was that soft, 
that soft, like thin leather. That's why you know. That's why Reeboks is like thirty dollars because you get them and like you wear them for a little bit, and the leather was so soft after a while it starts showing like your footprint, and you had to get you know a new pair. But this is the this is that nice beveled leather. You'll see it. Go to Kangas Kells on Instagram. I'm gonna put it up. But those are the two. Those are my two style sneaks for this week that y'all should try to get or that y'all should look out for. I probably shouldn't have told y'all because I know y'all niggas going to be out trying to get them and one of y'all might get the ones that I want and I can't, I ain't going to be able to get it. But, um, yeah, those two. And, um, I'll, next week when I come back, I'll probably have, I don't know, I want to get into like some fall fashions though. I got to, I got to, I got to figure out what I want to tell y'all because I don't want to tell y'all everything. But the, the um, biker jackets are coming back. I just got mine, the, the leather motorcycle jackets. I used to have mad leather jackets um, before I moved to L.A., but, you know, I mean, you can wear leather out there, but you be looking kind of crazy because L.A., like, the coldest it gets is, like, maybe 65, and when it gets 65, them motherfuckers be out there with bubble coats and hats and gloves on like it's, like, wintertime. I be laughing at them. Like, I never wore anything heavier in L.A. than, like, a light spring jacket, than, like, a denim jacket or, like, a, you know, like a little light polo jacket. Like, that's all you need. You don't never need no coat. So when I had all these leather coats from when I moved up to New York from from D.C., I gave them away or, like, I rid of them. So, like a dummy, because I had some dope leathers. So, um, but I got my biker jacket. I got it on sale, actually. Um, the one I really wanted was, like, $800, and I ain't paying $800 for no biker jacket. But this one I got on sale for a good price. Um, the regular price of it was, like, $450. I ain't paid four fifty for it, um, but it's it's nice. I got to take it to the cleaners and get the sleeves adjusted because the sleeves are too long. But other than that, it fits really well. It's a nice biker jacket, um, like the you know Rebel Without a Cause joint with the zippers on it. I've been wanting one for a minute. It's thick. It doesn't have the shirling line. The one the one that I was the eight hundred dollar one that has like the shirling line with the fur collar. Look, must be nice, but a nigga ain't got eight hundred dollars to spend on the jacket right now. So, um, yeah, so. This episode is kind of short, but that's because I ain't had no shows to discuss. Everything is um, season finale. Um, I guess Black Ink Chicago I could go through real quick, but all that really happened last week was a bunch of screaming and hollering between Thor, Thor and his girl, who I think are corn, is corny. Um, uh, Don gonna have another baby. His um, Ashley dumbass trying to quit her job. Like, sis, your, your man is an assistant to an assistant. Like, he doesn't make no money. Y'all ain't living like that to where you can stay. Ashley just seemed like she just got this idea of what she want to do, and she's going to do it regardless of reality. Like, you can't afford to stay home. Your man don't make money like that to where you can stay home, and you having kids, and she trying to take them baby shopping in the store with the strollers, like $1,000. Like, nigga, you ain't got $1,000 for no stroller. So, that happened. Um, oh, um, Van told his girl he wanted space, and his girl took that literally and went and got another dude, and he almost got locked up fighting the dude, because, like, you know, he's a guy, so what he really means is, I want to be able to do what I want to do, but you can't, so, but his girl, his girl's too advanced for him, we knew that when he started talking about he wanted to do something freaky, and she was like, well, like what, and he was like a threesome, and she was like, nigga, a threesome is not freaky, I do a threesome, like, on my way to work, like, that's nothing, so I already knew she was a, a way advanced to him, and once again, Vance showed up, looked, dressed like Mary J. Blige, like she was his lover and his secretary, her lover and her secretary with this, this, this fucking scarf wrapped around, I mean, he just looked, he looked like Whitney in, in, um, Waiting to Exhale, or like, um, 
Marion. Well, who she play? Who wouldn't he play in the bodyguard? Remember when she had the glasses on and and um, and the, the scarf? That's how he looked showing up to argue with her, and she basically was like, "Fuck out of here." So I don't know. That girl seems a little bit too advanced for him, but. Oh, and Cobra let the girl Lily. Now, I think Lily is really cute. Lily is really cute, but Lily is crazy and probably an alcoholic and be bugging because um, she went in. The Cobra let her be her roommate, and Cobra walks in the house. Cobra trying to smash, so ill, whatever. But she walks in the house, and Lily and old boy from the shop, Junior, is having sex on the counter. And Cobra like, God damn, you got a room and a key. Why is you up on my kitchen counter having that? She was a little mad because she liked Lily too, but she was not wrong though. Like, sis, really, you have a whole room. Why are you in the on the counter having sex? Like y'all are doing the most. Like go into the room. So they start beefing and fighting and shit. Um, but Cobra was not wrong for that. That was like y'all, y'all doing the most. Um I think Charmaine's mom has like some kind of kidney disease or something. Um, yeah, that's it. So that show, I don't know. That show every week's a bunch of screaming and hollering. They are super immature. I don't even know how they have a business. I, I couldn't work with half of them people. I would have been fired, all of them. Um, yeah, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, almost an hour, a little short of an hour. But, you know, I'll be listening to y'all little two-hour podcast. Two hours is not necessary. I'm trying to keep y'all down to an hour. I hope y'all appreciate it. I don't hear nobody complaining. Um, when the shows start back, when the shows that I'm going to review start back up, then, you know, we'll have a regular episode. So, anyway, Virgil Abloh Nikes, um, Deconstructed Nice. Check them out. Again, I'm going to put all the pictures up on my Instagram, the new Rebox. Check me out again on Bumpers, um, Genghis Kells. I went to see It, Stephen King's It outstanding, I loved it, if you read the book, you're gonna like it, I've heard some complaints here and there, I don't really agree with any of them I thought it was great, I mean it's, I thought it was great I thought it was a great reputation of the book, I thought it was a great reputation of the, of the story um, people are like, oh the movie's not scary, it's not scary, it's suspenseful um, as the, the book was scary, but you know, it's, it's if you read the book, you'll see why it's scary. The, 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 the movie is not necessarily scary, but it's, it's telling a story. And if you get into this, it's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's like a Goonies, but a little bit more edgy than that. But I thought it was great. I thought it was outstanding. I loved it. The kids, all of the kids were great. Um, it made all the money. If y'all, y'all didn't like it, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm t- I liked it. it. It broke it up into two parts because the miniseries combined the two. And I thought that, that I thought that went a long way to, to just, you can't tell all that story combining it. There was things that happened when they were children that were specific to them being children. And then things happened when they were adults that were specific to them being adults. And the book was written in two parts. And I think that the movie being in two parts is correct. I don't think you can combine them at all. Um, so I thought it was great. Y'all, a couple people didn't like it. I'm sorry, I don't know. I I thought it was fantastic. Um, but the review for it, the full review for it is on, go to Bumpers at Genghis Kells, and, um, check me out over there. All right? So, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. I got new listeners. Every week I see y'all. Thanks for your comments. You can reach out to me on my personal Twitter at KMGZ. The podcast Twitter is at thanks underscore for asking without the G. Get me there. You can follow me there. Um, please go on iTunes and like and review if you want to. Um, yeah, and 
I gave y'all oh the email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail dot com but y'all don't never send no email so I don't, I don't know but if you want to there you go I don't check it that often because I never get an email so if you do send one I will get back to you I just haven't checked it yet all right y'all thanks for listening um let me know what you think about the Virgil A blows hit me up on Twitter or or Instagram or whatever let me know if you think they fly um the rebox let me know um. And if I cop either one of them joints, I'll be on here to tell y'all. All right? Peace.